Welcome back to the Dewhawk Dozen podcast, where each month the Young Alumni Advisory Board nominates one stellar graduate of the last decade to interview and to share their story. Regardless of where they're from or where they are now, their time at Loras connects them all. Let's Let's do do this. Welcome to the Dewhawk Dozen podcast. I'm Allison Wong, class of 2017, and I'm so excited to be speaking with John Quinn. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. John graduated in 2021 and majored in media studies and public relations. He also minored in journalism and rhetoric and public writing. Clearly, that didn't keep him busy enough, so he was also involved in the Lorian, Black Student Union, Residence Life, and Men's Volleyball. I nominated John because of the way he embraced and lived out the Loras College dispositions, both throughout his time at Loras and post-graduation. John is a true reflective thinker, and it shows in the way he approaches all of his work, which we will dive into in a little bit. I also had the privilege of working with John at Forever Ready Productions, where I often saw his reflective thinking on display. John, let's start at the beginning. Why did you choose Loras College to further your education? Absolutely. Um, Well, it's kind of an interesting story. Um, I had a friend reach out to me saying that uh, there was a college coach trying to reach out, uh, trying to get in contact with me to play volleyball. And at that time, you know, I was kind of, I was a senior in high school, willing to see whatever options were out there. And so I took a a visit to the campus. um, And from there, I was I was hooked. Like it had a lot, all the stuff I was looking for, right? Um, you know, having a, a a large amount of majors to select from, that was kind of important to me because if I decided to change my mind halfway through, I didn't want to completely transfer schools and restart with making new friends somewhere else. Um, and so. Loris had that for me, plus it had a volleyball program, and I could like just see myself in the classrooms. It felt very intimate. Um, everybody was super friendly. Um, and that kind of just like sold it for me. Like I could see myself there and I was like, well, if it feels right, then I'm just gonna go for it. Uh, and yeah. so that's that's how I ended up at Loris College, really. That's awesome. I had a, I think it was similar for me that I toured the school and once you're on campus, I think that's when it really, you're, you can know, like you're on there, you feel it. That's, that was the same for me too. Absolutely. Yeah. It's something magical there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So did you go into the college search knowing you wanted to pursue video production or storytelling, which is the line of work you're in now? No way, actually. I was, I was an English creative writing major going in, um, in freshman year, first semester of classes. I, took on the challenge of being in a 300 level English creative writing course, um, which I will admit was a bit ambitious of me as a freshman first year. Um, But fortunately, I was also in a TV one production class. Um, And so I was pretty comfortable with that. I was kind of a hobbyist with photography from high school. I was in yearbook. Um, One of the first things I did when I got on campus was I joined the Lorian and became a photographer there. So making that pivot was pretty smooth for me. 
um, instead of going in English creative writing, where it was, you know, a lot of reading and writing intensive, which quite frankly, I was kind of silly because that's not something I like to, to do a lot. <laughs> um, and so I, making that pivot into media production was pretty easy and seamless and actually was something I really, really enjoyed. Great. Yeah. Well, clearly you enjoyed it. You're <laughs> really, really good at it. Um, but it seems like you still were able to keep some of that writing in there with your main minor in the rhetoric. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you bring that up because <clears throat> the writing element too was really important as well to it because it's hard to tell a good story if you can't write, you know? Um, and that's something that's really kind of slept on <laughs> like you you kind of underestimate the importance of being able to construct a story um and and write and piece things together um and I guess that I might be jumping ahead a little bit but that's also why like my favorite thing in the whole production process is editing now because it's like it's like the physical version of moving clips around the physical version of writing right you're moving clips around you're putting music in you're making the audience feel a certain type of emotion. You're trying to make things look a certain way. Um, it's basically writing, but without words, you know, more with images. Yeah, no, that's so true. It, it literally is like taking these little clips of what people say and you're forming this story with their words. I, I love that process too about editing. It's time consuming. It's like, it's always exhausting starting that process. When you, when you shoot a video, you're like, oh, now I got to put this all together. Okay, cool. <laughs> But it is really rewarding at the end. And yeah, yeah, writing is super important. That's a great skill to have. Absolutely. Absolutely. Writing that momentum is, it's super important. Like finishing, that's something actually I'm still figuring it out is when you have that momentum, you just got to write it out. Uh, when you shoot a video or something and then you're like, you have, you're excited about it, just run with it. Like, because if you take your foot off the, off the accelerator, you're, probably just going to coast and you might procrastinate a little bit it's like oh it's, it'll be fine it'll get done and then two three four months go down the line and you're like oh no like <laughs> i really let this sit on the shelf a little too long yeah that's so true well you heard me at the beginning clearly i believe that you are a very reflective thinker so i'm wondering if you see this trait in yourself and how do you think that's benefited you in your line of work well, one, I'm very flattered. And also, thank you for the nomination. That's very, very thoughtful of you. And I feel honored. Um, and as far as the reflective thinking, um, yeah, I, I try to really look at things in the context of where we are and like the timing of everything. Um, and then also kind of you know, give yourself some leniency if you made a decision in the past where it's like, oh, if I knew this was going to happen, I would have done something differently, you know, but realistically, it, 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 I'm going to quote Steve Jobs because my dad told me this actually, but it's like, it's, it's easy to connect the dots looking back, but it's very difficult to connect the dots looking forward, right? Like you can't predict the future. Um, but one thing that I try to do is with all the information that you have with the circumstances you're in uh, and the lived experience that you have, um, you can take that information and try to make the best decision you can in that point in time. And then regardless on the outcome, you know, you gotta, you gotta be content with it. You know, there's, <laughs> I see it on social media where it's like, just say, 
it is what it is and everything will be okay. And honestly, I catch myself doing that all the time saying it is what it is, you know, made that decision. Let's learn and move on from it. Yeah. And I mean, I definitely saw you using the reflective thinking skills in your work at Forever Ready, um, you know, approaching video projects, like really thoughtfully and, and thinking about how you wanted the video to look, how the interview shots should be set up, um, you know, wanting to use different tools and techniques, depending on what the story. Um, so, yeah, I'm just wondering how you think you use reflective thinking in your line of, of work in video production. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, everything with video production, which is one reason why I love it so much, is everything is built with intention or it can be built with intention. Um, and so, yeah, if you're if you're setting up an interview, you can decide whether or not you want them to look into the camera or off to the side. And like, what does that do to the viewer? How does that feel? You know, one may feel more intimate than the other. Um, same thing with colors, with um, how you frame a certain shot, what type of uh, tone or like pacing is also super important in my opinion because even like the space between words can portray a certain type of emotion. And if you do that with intention, then you can uh, exemplify the point or the the thesis of whatever the story is that you're trying to tell. You know, it just really helps push that over the edge. Um, and adding just those little bit of details, um, for me, it adds so much. Like that, that's like where the the love is where it's like people who look at those extra details and make decisions with that type of intentionality. It's like, it's mind boggling at times, but I love it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think that skill, that reflective thinking skill, was that something that you kind of had going into, you know, your time at Loris? Was that something that was kind of cultivated and, and grown during your time at Loris? What do you think? Absolutely. Oh yeah. We, we had, uh, one of the first classes was modes of inquiry, which actually I think it has a different name now, but um, that class itself was actually one that taught me a lot um, because <clears throat> kind of getting in with that intentionality, um, that very much ties in with your perspective too, right? Like your perspective on the story um, and where your relationship is to it. And I learned this basically the first class on Loris at Loris College, uh, because we would have to look at different situations. I, I'm trying to remember the exact name of the class, but it was something that had to do with like debates on terrorism, basically. And it was a really interesting class, um, had a lot of ethical questions that some people might not or might be shy to like look into and take a stand on. But this class kind of gave us the the freedom and the um, the openness to speak our minds, the, the safety net to kind of share your thoughts um, and kind of hear each other's perspectives, right? And I know for some, it opened up a lot of people's eyes just because they might have one perspective because of their lived experience but then hearing somebody else's perspective just kind of completely opens their eyes to something they never would have thought of, right? Um, and kind of learning that skill, starting from that class and carrying that throughout the Lores, my Loris College career and putting it into kind of some of my work, um, having that intentionality, because then when you're able to kind of take yourself out of your own perspective, out of your own shoes and put yourself in another perspective, 
you might be able to tell that story that much more with intention, that much more care um, that the story deserves. Yeah, definitely. Going back to the video production, I mean, while you're during your time at Loris, you created so many beautiful projects, beautiful documentaries. Um, one of my favorite ones is Mrs. Quinn, which is about <laughs> your mom. It's your mom's story. It's beautiful. Um, tell me about that documentary and why you wanted to make it. Oh, boy. Those are some hard-hitting questions. <laughs> no, it, that was uh, that was actually a really special project to me. Um, mainly both skill-wise, but also story-wise as well. Skill-wise, I felt that, so to put it in context, that project I made my junior year. Um, and so that was the first project where I was able to kind of take all the skills that I learned freshman, sophomore year um, and implement them into this one project. Um, but also I was, uh, I will admit, I was a little bit of a, a gear nerd. And so I was buying my own gear and stuff. And that was also the first project that I made using solely my own gear, mm -hmm. uh, which was something I was proud about. But that specific project was, or is really important to me um, because you know, it was a story where I hear it all the time, but if I wasn't able to kind of take myself out of my own perspective and see it from other people's perspective, then I wouldn't have seen like the the value and the life lessons and the importance that that story had that I felt needed to be shared with a lot of um, people in the world. I just, it just needed to be shared. Um, and so I, I made that mainly because it had elements um, that were very important to me. Uh, and I wanted to share that with the world. Yeah. And that one, I mean, it got um, a lot of attention. Um, is, did that one receive a Crystal Pillar Award? That one did not. Actually, I... I'm trying to remember because that was also the year of COVID, right? And so yeah. <clears throat> I remember we all got sent home. So I can't remember if they <laughs> combined uh, the 2020 and the 2021 years with the Crystal Pillar. Because I remember uh, I remember in the year of 2021, I was my own competition <laughs> for some of, some of the projects that I did, um, which I thought was kind of hilarious. And actually really, really motivated me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I think that one, I think I beat myself out of Mrs. Quinn with the, with my capstone. Um, and so my capstone got the, the crystal pillar. Um, and that was the Kenosha one? That was the Kenosha one. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Which is also amazing. Oh. We should include links to all of these so everyone can go watch your amazing work. <laughs> <laughs> Please, please do. Yeah. Well, besides media studies, I mean, that's that's one part of your Loris experience. You were also involved in so many other activities, as I mentioned at the beginning. Um, so yes. how did your broad experience and all these co-curricular activities shape you and your time at Loris? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, well, let's, I'm going to take it one at a time. So I was also a resident advisor um, for three years at Loris College. And that helps me in more ways than I could imagine, uh, mainly with people skills, right? Like 
because that job, all you're doing is dealing with people, um, talking to students about their experiences, getting them to feel comfortable, uh, helping them make friends and stuff. Even if you're not as social of a butterfly as some other students may be, you still have to kind of like set that example and like put up those guidelines for students to to mingle and meet each other. Um, and so that skill in itself helped me um, one throughout Loris, but also like beyond in my career, just being, being able to talk to people, being able to build those relationships in a matter of one or two conversations rather than over weeks of just seeing each other and being like, hey, you know, like you kind of get a better idea of what questions to ask, you know, if this is a good person to be, have a good working relationship with. Um, and so that's probably what uh, being an RA taught me and also taught me to just see people for who they are, right? Like, so a lot of times we kind of, it's easy to to just walk by someone nowadays and, you know, not really think about them and think about like, you know, who they were or who they are. But, you know, <laughs> Laura's kind of taught me to see people for who they are and where they're at in their life, you know, and it's like everybody has their own spot, you know, and, you know, being in Atlanta with all the crazy traffic, there might be someone who cuts me off, right? And I'm, some people will be like screaming and yelling at them, but like for me, I'm like, maybe they're just late and they just need to get there. And they normally are a perfect driver, but today they gotta, they just gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of, it's honestly just seeing people and just having another perspective and uh, yeah. kind of meeting people where they're at. Yeah. Seeing them for like who they are, not what they've done or what they did. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and sometimes, um, especially being an RA, sometimes all people want to do is just talk, right? Having someone to talk to. And that's honestly probably where some of the most enriching relationships have started was just listening to people talk. Mm -hmm. That's so, great. Yeah. Any of the other activities you're, you know, things you'd like to talk about? That's right. Yeah. Um, let's see. There was also DeLorean, which was a crazy fun would love to do it again type of experience yeah <laughs> um that was it was kind of fun because it taught me what uh, a work culture can be right because oftentimes we'd be staying up late trying to get all these articles done trying to get the designs laid out for the paper um and we'd be spending a lot of time with these people right um and it kind of taught me that just because we're spending time with each other, it doesn't mean we have to be like short with each other or it doesn't have to be like strictly X, Y, Z, but like we can actually like sit here and enjoy each other's company while we're working type of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that kind of helped me to take that and also bring it into the workplace in my career, right? Because I can say confidently, like with each workspace that I've entered, I've haven't felt hostile or anything like that like I I try to bring a certain type of uh aura into the workplace so that then everyone can feel comfortable um and can relax and like if there's something that's on your mind that's annoying you like oh I just had to get off the phone with this client because of xyz or whatever it's like yeah let me hear it like let's get it out let's get it out in the open and we'll take care of it you know um and so that's probably one thing that the Lorian has has showed me and helped me um, into my career. And then with volleyball, this will be the last one I touch on. Um, volleyball in, in itself with my time at Loris, one was 
uh, amazing because it kind of built this relationship one with like the team members and kind of learned how to work with the team right but taking that beyond like your time at Loris College for me it almost turned uh that into a social aspect for like my adult life right so like now I'm playing volleyball and like some rec leagues or uh and fairly competitive leagues too right um actually believe it or not Atlanta has like a professional volleyball team here and so there I was asked to like try out a couple of times and so that's kind of funny um that's awesome <laughs> yeah it's weird right it's crazy how it's like you know this was a sport that you did in college and like you were like okay like you know there's some athletes who are like really trying to go and take beyond the college level and try to do it professionally but for me that wasn't something that was ever on my mind and yet mm-hmm. here's an opportunity with people asking me like hey you're pretty good you should try out I'm like oh I never even thought of that I was just out here working <laughs> yeah you know no. I was just doing this for fun so um but yeah I mean volleyball sports at, at school I will say like sports ultimately end unfortunately like at, at collegiate sports at after school um but in your life in your lifestyle they don't have to end right like you can take them on and you know still have that healthy lifestyle beyond college and it honestly kind of gives you that structure too where a lot of times once you're out of school, you lose that sense of structure where you wake up, you have your 9 a.m. class, then you have practice or whatever. Um, With adulting, like that schedule, it's completely up to you, you know? Um, But, you know, joining sports beyond that, it gives you that structure. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, that's amazing. And I know when you lived in Memphis, you joined a, you know, a volleyball team and league there and it just seems like a great way to to meet people to stay active so that's amazing that's right yeah I miss my my Memphis volleyball crew actually quite a bit that's (laughs) awesome yeah every once in a while I'll see them at tournaments and stuff so oh that's so cool is there a specific professor faculty member that you'd like to give a shout out oh my gosh your time at Loris it's it's funny because I do have a list <laughs> because I feel like there are so many so many professors um, and advisors, faculty members, like so many people had an influence on my time at Loris. I feel like like one I should get everybody there a shout out because whoever saw me or saw my name and saw it come across their desk and like had the patience to deal with me was like bless them seriously. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll just go right down the list. I know uh, Professor Van Lanningham, she was amazing. Uh, she actually was the one who helped me uh, by with one of the classes, the, the first class on my freshman year, where it was like, maybe English creative writing isn't for me. But like, she was she was amazing. She helped me through the, that class. And, you know, office hours are amazing. Don't sleep on office hours. Um, and then, of course, I can't emphasize enough, uh, Craig Schaefer, amazing, great professor. Um, he, Him and I still text to this day. Uh, I, honestly, I'm almost sad to say I haven't been able to come back to campus to visit him since graduation. Um, but, you know, everybody on this list, I, I'm hoping to, to visit soon. Um, but also Seth Myers, another great professor, uh, definitely helped me out whenever I got stuck um, with some of my projects. So any of the 
breakthroughs and things that you like with the story, Seth probably helped work me help me work through them, right? Um, and then Jill Speck, uh, she's amazing. She's pre pretty much been like my support uh, while I was on campus and was there to not only help me academically, but just situationally, like recognizing like, okay, there's a lot going on. Let's focus on this, you know, and just kind of help me work through some things. Um, Paul Cole, he's amazing. Uh, actually, such an interesting guy. Um, actually, especially if you spend time with him with uh, his office hours. Um, he was actually someone who helped me quite a bit with writing him along with Mark Meterson. Um, Mark Meterson was the uh, mediator for the Lorian mediator, moderator, moderator, that's the word. Um, for the Lorian for a period of time. And he helped me uh, tremendously. And also just seeing him help all these other students, all these other writers too. And he really took the writing in the paper to the next level. Um, Professor Augie, huge shout out to him. Uh, I remember, I, I think I only had one class with him, but that class was probably the most engaging, the most I learned in such a short period of time. Um, I'm trying to remember what it was called, um, but it, his class, his class was great, uh, hands down, probably one of the most interactive classes I've I've had at Loris. Um, and then Kevin Koch to Professor Koch, um, he's actually someone who helped me quite a bit with the writing aspect, right? So after my <laughs> after my what quarter life crisis with switching majors, like he he helped me. Uh, polish off the writing that I needed to to really craft some storytelling and really uh, flush out some of those themes um, and all that was really applicable to kind of what I do now and what I did at Forever Ready like all of it I kind of owe some to him too as well so and if there's anyone else that I forgot like seriously huge shout out to them literally everybody at Loris deserves a shout out Oh, that's so nice, John. What a great list you have. <laughs> um, just to wrap it up, you know, some students, you know, the recent class just graduated. So mm -hmm. we've got a whole new crop of Duhawk alumni. So any pieces of advice or lessons you'd like to share with those recent alumni? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a little biased, right? So with me having my current job at Morgan Stanley, I'm a little bit in the financial world now. Um, and so, especially for those just graduating, a huge uh, piece of advice is start building up your credit. <laughs> like, I can't tell you how many times I, I've met people my age or older, you know, even with my older brother, like, he didn't build up credit. He's probably like 33 now. Um, and he was going to buy his first car and they were trying to charge him like a 16% interest rate, right? Because oh, no. he didn't have credit history. And so honestly, like, yes, uh, student loans and uh, rent, like that, that really, that can only hurt your credit. So like, if you were to pull out like a credit card or a secure credit loan or something, like that, that's a great way to start building credit. Um, and that definitely helps you out in the long run. Um, as far as like career-wise, be a sponge. Like ask questions, take as much you can, take as much knowledge as you can in. Um, capitalize off any of the benefits that are available to you, any of the resources. Um, for some jobs, I know they can offer like tuition reimbursement or um, 
they'll send you to get your master's for free or something, or not for free, but they'll pay for your master's. Um, and so really take advantage of that um, and really dedicate time to mature yourself, right? Like there's a college version, excuse me, there's a college version of yourself. And then there's like the adult version of yourself, right? And in your 20s, I can attest you're very much figuring out what that adult version of yourself is going to be, what that's going to look like, you know? And so take the time to figure that out, figure out your values and kind of work from there. Um, and honestly, Laura's College was a great foundation for that because you have the 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 critical thinking aspect where you can actually be self-reflective. You can take those skills, apply them to yourself and be like, okay, is this what I want to be doing? Is this where I want to be going? And kind of just make your moves from there. Yeah, that was great. I don't know if we've had anyone suggest or point out credit and the importance of all that. So <laughs> I love that. That is something you don't always think about. So thank you for yeah. sharing that with us. And thanks for coming on the podcast today. It was great to talk to you to kind of catch up. We haven't talked too much since you, you know, moved to your new job at Morgan Stanley. So thank you, John. It was just such a pleasure to talk to you today. And I know everyone's going to really enjoy this episode. Absolutely. It was great talking to you too, Allison. Thank you so much for having me. We'll have to catch up soon too. Yes, we definitely will. <laughs> and thank, thank you for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Loris College and the Young Alumni Advisory Board. Be sure to tune in next month to find out who will be featured next. And if you know someone who should be featured, nominate them. Thanks again for tuning in. <laughs>